You want to jumpstart your business? Start a podcast with Anchor today. I engaged with Anchor not really understanding what I needed to do. However, the steps are very simple. I felt encouraged within my heart to flow with Anchor. It's a great marketing tool, an excellent way to get your brand out to people everywhere. It's a great opportunity and I encourage you to use Anchor. Sign up and just start recording. Hit publish and be heard everywhere. Anchor powers more of the world's podcasts than any other platform. Come join us. Sign up with Anchor today. So often people want to make changes in their lives. They want to experience breakthrough in various areas of their lives, but they don't know how. They don't know what's keeping them in a a situation where they're not moving and where things are not changing. And I believe it's a result of just lacking knowledge. God said my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Also, I believe it is a result of the programming that's in the air due to people burning to the gods. And you got people, they got spells and curses uh, that's over various territories. And those spells are affecting you wherever you live, you know. And so if you are not empowering yourself, first of all, by abiding in God's word and doing what he is telling us to do, you will fail to break down strongholds that are that are, are, are affecting you depending on uh, where you are where you're located and so you got to indeed meditate on God's word day and night to get the breakthrough you need it starts in the word of God he said for success you need to meditate on my word and so indeed this is what we're going to be talking about in this lesson as we talk about a mindset for victory again you must understand the value of putting forth effort and making a change daily to improve your mindset. You got to do the things that God is telling you to do. You got to meditate on the word of God. Your mind is a powerful tool used to influence action, right? Your actions are a result of every thought initiated through your choice of meditation. What are you meditating on? Are you meditating on the word of God day and night? Or are you meditating on uh, what's on television, uh, what the people are talking about in your circle, your circle of friends. What are you meditating on? You make the choice. You choose what you're going to meditate on. And if your choice is lining up with the Word of God, that's when you will experience success. It's going to take the Word of God that's going to break down strongholds that are built up in our society as a result of people burning candles and incense, curses and spells all over the land, covering various territories. I mean, they weren't even designed for you because you moved to a certain location. You are affected by some curses and some spells. So you need the word of God. That's why God said, seek me first. Seek my kingdom first. Seek 
the kingdom of God first and he'll add these things unto you. Seek the kingdom of God first, reading his word. And it's through his word that you're going to be able to bring down strongholds, programmings that are affecting your mind and causing you to have a fixed mindset and you'll be able to have the success that you want in your life and transform your life so this is what we're going to be talking about in this lesson a mindset for victory so let's go into this word right now You're going to pull all this negative stuff down. And this is what's going to help you to get in that place and remain in that place of obedience. And so, as we meditate on the Word of God day and night, I can't overemphasize how you're, you know, getting in that place where God uh, he's going to reveal the strategic plan in your life because, you know, I just recall, you know, is I went to Bible study and we had the youth group. Everybody, everybody wants a personal word from God. God, what, what would he have me to do? What is his plan for me? You know, you can't wait to God talk to you, but until he does, it's so important that you get in the word of God and you learn the fear of God. You're going to learn the fear of God when you meditate on his word day and night and you observe to do. He's going to take you, you know, to certain places. And you're going to learn about who he is through your obedience. And you're going to learn the fear of God. I'm telling you, when you do what he tells you to do, you're not going to want to play God. I learned the fear of God. Through my obedience. And he was showing me stuff. And I was like oh Lord. you know. And every time he would show me himself. I mean I'm getting closer and closer to him. So you draw nigh to him. You know he'll draw nigh to you. And he's going to teach you the fear of the Lord. And indeed you're going to love him. You're going to love God. And you're going to love his people. Right. And when, he, when we accomplish that. You know he said. That's, we'll fulfill the whole covenant. In loving God and loving the brethren. So, indeed, you're going to get in that special place. As you practice loving yourself. I love what we talked about uh, when we talked about loving ourselves and connecting with ourselves. When you're going through difficulty, because it's challenging sometimes. Just make sure you go and connect with your spiritual self in the presence of God. Do that on a daily basis and speak Positive words in your energy field. Make your confessions. Get your confessions on where you're going. You know, write up the vision. What he has put on your heart. And it, it, it changed. And you're going to keep up with that. And, and keep uh, making adjustments to the vision that God is giving you on a daily basis. And yes, yeah, set up your routine. And make sure you do this daily. And as you do this, one day, hey, God, he's going to. Reveal his plan to you. He's going to send the captain of the Lord of hosts to you. Revealing the plan. Glory to God. And so. Uh, that's a very. That's a challenging time. You know. But. 
you'll be ready to receive God's plan and you're not going to play with God. You're going to obey his plan because like we said, there are consequences when you disobey God. So you don't want to be like uh, the examples that we've already talked about who, you know, they didn't follow God's plan. So in closing, uh, they're just in the midst of so many variables and, and uncertainties. How many of you know that it can really be a challenge to create victories? But we can have a mindset for victory on every front. You know, whether it's at home, you know, or on your job, with your business, or in your personal life, your personal front. We can have victory in every area in spite of all the variables. And so we have real challenges and, and, and we'll face situations, but in spite of all the variables and, and, and uncertainties that we face, there's one variable that you have control over and that variable will make the biggest difference. It is an asset. And I want to close with this thought. And this is what you must make a decision to take action on. And allow to make a difference in your life. Because it is your choice. It is up to you. And that difference, that variable, is your mindset. Okay? That's the variable. Your mindset. You make the difference. You make the choice. You make the decision to meditate on um, what's necessary for you to have the victory. Okay. You make that decision. It's up to you. And so God, he's told us what he told us what to meditate on. He said the word of God. And so it's your choice. What are you meditating on every day? We are all meditating on something, whether it's television, whether it's, um, your friends, whatever they are talking about, the events in somebody else's life, you're meditating on something. We're spending time meditating on some things, you know, books that may not be edifying. I don't know. What are you meditating on? You control that one variable that can give you success, that can cause you to have the victory that you need in your life. And that variable is your mindset. Your brain, how you think, you're in control of that. So it's no more excuses. You can't bring up an excuse. I, I can't make it because of this. I can't make it because of that. No, you can make it. It's all about you, your brain, and what you put in your brain. Because your thoughts create your actions. And the actions you take is up to you. It's up to what you choose to meditate upon. So on that note, I love you. And I want to leave you with this thought. Cultivate a mindset for victory. Yes, by meditating on the word of God and observing to do. Amen. And setting up your routine. And so there's no excuse. That's your answer. That's your answer for your breakthrough. We're going to experience breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Glory to God. So on that note, I love you. Have a wonderful day and continue to meditate. 
Meditate on these words, okay? I expect success for you. Say success. Success in every area, glory to God. Success. Just know. I mean, you, and just remember, when you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. All right? I wanted to uh, also... I just close on this note because I think it is so good. The word of God. Um, yeah, I just want to leave on this note. Um, we got to be careful how we sow. Make sure we sow bountifully. Um, I think this is a good opportunity to share this scripture in light of my work, what God is calling me to do. But we got to show up for ourselves day after day after day, making sure that we are sowing bountifully in our hearts so that the word of God, those the promises of God are planted, rooted in our heart. We don't want the devil to come and uproot the promises that he has for us. And so as we meditate consistently on the word, hey, it's going to be there. And when it's time for you to harvest, it's coming up. Right. And so uh, I want to share. Uh, First Corinthians, in light of the work of the fivefold ministry gifts, we sow, we sow the word of God. And so when we sow the word of God, yes, Paul was saying, I expect for you to give of your carnal. Let's take a look at what the word of God says on this. Uh, let's start at First Corinthians chapter 9. Verse one, I can relate to Paul. He said, I am not an apostle, a special messenger. Am I not free, unrestrained and exempt from any obligation? I mean, I'm doing these things, but I don't have to do it. I'm doing it because, yes, I feel obligated to God, but I'm not obligated to uh, you. You're not making me do, do this. Have I not seen Jesus, our Lord? Are you? Yourselves, not the product and proof of my workmanship in the Lord. See, I got people who've been following me as I follow Christ, and they are they are the product of my workmanship. They came from zero to uh, come to a place where they were conscious because the familiar spirit had taken them over, and and, and now they have blossomed. And so he said, "You are." Proof of my workmanship in the Lord. And those of you who are under the sound of my voice, you are hearing the words of God and you're getting clarity for your life. And so you are proof of the workmanship. You know that in the Lord. He says, verse two, even if I'm not considered an apostle, a special messenger by others, at least I am one to you because see, you know me. You've spent time with me, right? For you are the seal, the certificate the living evidence of my apostleship in the Lord, confirming and authenticating it. Verse three, this is my real ground of defense, my vindication of myself to those who put me on trial and cross examine me. How many of you know the church has been under cross examination and they have been from the world and people in government, you know, in the government uh, and, and some of it, you know, it was due. Because, you know, you got people who were greedy, but at the same time, you got to respect the work of the fivefold ministry gifts. Okay. And this is what Paul is talking about. 
He's under cross-examination. He said, you put me on trial and cross-examination. Verse 4, have we not the right to our food and drink at the expense of the churches? See, they'll pull out a script and say, Jesus, he didn't have nowhere to sleep in. And so why are you making all this money? No, they're doing the work of the ministry. Jesus, he was going through a process in which, yes, I've gone through the process. I'm going through the process. Yes. Sacrifice. Not having much money thrown out of my house because of witchcraft. So we need to properly put the word of God. Uh, you got to. Rightly divide the word of God. Okay. He went through a season of that. But when you labor, uh, when you labor in the things of God, the labor, the laborer is worthy of, of, of their hire. Okay. And this is what he's talking about here. Have we not the right to our food and drink at the expense of the church of the churches? Have we not the right also to take along with us a Christian sister as wife, as do the other apostles in the Lord's brothers in Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from doing manual labor for a livelihood in order to go about the work of the ministry? Consider this. What soldier at any time serves at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat any of the fruit of it? See, as he sold in the people's lives, it's like a vineyard. And so if you sow, you should reap, right? Who tends a flock and does not partake of the milk of the flock? Do I say this only on human authority? And as a man reasons, does not the law endorse the same principle? It is a spiritual law. For in the law of Moses, it is written, you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the corn. Is it only for oxen that God cares? Or does he speak certainly and entirely for our sakes? Or surely it is written for our sake because the plowman ought to plow in hope. And so as a minister of God, I'm plowing the word. I'm sowing the word in hope. And the thresher ought to thresh in expectation of partaking of the harvest. If we have sown the seed of spiritual good among you, we've plowed and sown the spiritual good among you. Is it too much if we reap? From your material benefits? No, it's not. And so I want to close on that note. I'm sowing bountifully into the hearts of God's people. As I've been out on the public demonstration sharing with you secrets that God has only given this ministry for such a time as this in this time. And so equally, we expect Your material benefits, glory to God. And so I want to close on that note. As I've sown and you know God has spoken to your heart and you are going on another level because you've received the secrets of God. 
Yes, I want you to sow back into this ministry as God directs you, okay, in your sowing. And so, yes, this is a law and it works in our lives. When you sow bountifully the word of God, you can expect God to come through for you bountifully. And so people ought not to get jealous or get beside themselves because it's a spiritual law. You're operating in a spiritual law. And see people, they're looking at you. They don't tell why she get out of that. Well, I've been obedient. I've been following God in the heart place, just like Jesus. You know, she don't deserve all that. Don't tell me what I don't deserve. God already told me. He said the meek shall inherit the earth. Glory to God. Yes, I meekly humble myself and I follow God in hard places, in difficult places. So don't mess with me. Say, don't mess with me. Tell the people, say, don't mess with me. When God, he got my harvest outfits, don't mess with me. Because you don't know where I've been. I've gone through some stuff. i suffered some stuff. Okay? In America. All right? So the queen had to go to the lowest parts of the, of the earth. So I said, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. So that's what you tell the people. Say, don't mess with me. I got my routine. Up. Devil, don't mess with me. I got a mindset for, for victory. All right, this is due season for me. All right. <laughs> so I'm harvesting. I'm, I'm getting ready to reap my harvest. Glory to God. So we're going to end on that note. I love you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in with us here at Divine Intervention. I want to close reading this passage of scripture because it is so important that if we're going to have a mindset of victory, we got to get a hold of this word. The word is so important and so we can't look over that. So every opportunity that we have to just get our attention on what we're dealing with when we're talking about this word it is our owner's manual it's the owner's manual guide that god left for us to operate our lives at the highest possible level and so in john chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Oh, let me read that again. In him was life, and the life, it was the word, and it was the light of man, right? It is the the light of man, and the light shineth in, a, in in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not and so the darkness is the fallen angels in the earth but he was the light in the beginning he was the life and the life was the light of man so he is the word the word is the light at the beginning, you had the fallen angels. They were here. Okay, there were two beginnings. Don't forget that. There were two beginnings. And this second beginning, the darkness did not comprehend the light. And so the life of man is the light. 
If you don't have the life of God, his word on on the inside of you, you do not have life. You have darkness. But if you have life, you got his word, his covenant. This right here, this Bible, this owner's manual is on your heart. You operate by it. And it's written on our hearts. And you operate by it. You are operating by the light. And that is the life. And so you got the darkness in the earth, but it comprehends not the, the light. That familiar spirit is darkness. And so you don't have the light of God's words in you in that darkness at the beginning. At the beginning, when he started the new beginning with Adam and Eve, it didn't comprehend the, the light. All it, was, it was just after the light, though. And it destroyed the light. It went after Eve and tore her down. It was the walking, living dead himself. Yes. Okay. It was, it was the devil himself. And uh, he tore down Eve and, 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 and perverted her. Yeah, he raped her. That's what he did. He was a pervert. He was a walking, living dead animal. Okay? The darkness. and Because they had brought the first, the first earth to uh, naught. They brought it down. The civilization, it was brought down. There weren't any cities. He turned the cities into a wilderness and they would do it again. And so do you get it? The life of man is the light. It's the, the light of God is the life. So there's a lot of people they walk around and they look like they got life. The walking dead is walking around mingling, but they're full of darkness. They don't have the light of God. They don't have the light of his word. So when we when we get the light of God's word on the inside of us, we got life. We got life. Okay. It is powerful. So I just want to share that. And we need to engage with it every day. So on that note, I want you guys to go by my Divine Intervention website. Check us out at Divine Intervention, our journey uh, as we've uh, been on this what the Holy Spirit labeled the last movement and public demonstration of witchcraft. Check us out. It is the last movement indicating his return. So you need to get ready, get ready, get ready because Jesus, he's coming back. And this is the last sign. Glory to God. And then I want you to move over to Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. Check out the most update recent uh, action as far as what's going on, what the Holy Ghost is saying on my Twitter. I'm engaging a whole lot on my Twitter account. Okay. Check us out on Twitter and uh, Instagram, uh, my Facebook, okay? And subscribe with us on YouTube, all right? Let's get engaged with one another. And don't forget, yes, don't forget what? The donations. The Bible says give and it shall be given back unto you. How? Good measure. Uh, Press down, shaking together. Running over, shall man give unto your bosom. All right, and so we want to give like that. We want to do it just like that. And don't forget what Paul said. He said, "If I give of my spiritual, shouldn't I reap the uh, the carnal things from you? Shouldn't you give of your carnal? Why, certainly. You know, so many people they often go around talking about how Jesus he was poor and he didn't have anything, but Jesus he was demonstrating. He was demonstrating to you what you would go through as a Christian because you're not burning to the gods, and so you're gonna go through some things until God uh, 
call you to be a priest or, you know, you come on the priestly covering. You got to go through some things before you experience your resurrection. The, the intent is for you to go a base first, not to go flying high. Because, you know, you can't handle it. You got to go down, go down, die, fall to the ground, die. Then you resurrect and your resurrection, it will be permanent. But if you skip steps and you illegal, you, you promote yourself, see, you promote yourself, you, you, you're going to be humbled. You're going to come down. And so, yes, his intent is for you to go down and you go up. And it's a permanent situation, glory to God. All right? And you reign with Jesus Christ. And so, uh, when you're not burning, yes, those animals, those uh, devils, they're going to come against you. And they'll throw you out your houses, your homes. That's why so many people, as we've been out over the past years... Young people been thrown out their homes. The parents are throwing them out of their homes. They don't know why, but see, they burn it to the gods. They they don't like purity, and they'll throw the children out. They're not gonna. They they don't like purity, whether you're black or white. Okay, and that's a mark of Jesus on you. A little bit of purity, yes. And they don't like you, and they'll throw you out. And so he knew that his children were gonna be homeless, but Jesus, he had uh, funds. He was supplied through the ministry. People were given, and so. People are not rightly dividing the word of God. And so the, 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 the laborer, you know, is worthy of his hire. All right. If you're, I'm plowing in hope and I plow in expectation to receive. Right. And so that's what the word says. And so we're going to go back and we're going to be more explicit. But yes, you give, it shall be given back unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. In the same manner you're giving to me, it'll be given back to you. God has no respect to person. So until next time, I love you and have a wonderful day.